0: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, in the house with Jared on News 1045 WOKV.
1: Good Saturday morning to you. Hello, my name is Jared Malik host of In the House here to answer your home improvement questions. Love for you to join me this morning, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. My background, what I do uh, is that uh, I own a business It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. And uh, we, throughout the week, primarily help people with their roofing, siding, or window needs. Uh, But I'm a general contractor, and so I answer most home improvement questions. Would love for you to join me this morning if you have something that you want answered. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition and you want to know what pays off, or perhaps uh, you're thinking about replacing your flooring and You want to know what's the difference between engineered wood and laminate, and should I do tile, and how moisture resistant are these, and uh, any flooring questions would be all right. Uh, Maybe uh, you've noticed some problems on the exterior of your home with your siding or your windows, and you have a question about that. Really, anything having to do with home improvement, I'm here to answer those questions. There's two ways that you can get a hold of us. Uh, You can, one, uh, just pick up your phone and dial 340-104. Four, five and um, uh, we will uh, uh, answer that call put you live on the air you can ask me a question and I will answer it to the best of my ability second way is is that if you want to email me a question uh, you can do that to questions at in the house again questions at in the house I will read the question live on the air and then uh, and then answer it uh, to the best of my ability so if uh, if you if you want to chat this morning, I'd love to chat with you, Three four zero one zero four five. 104 If you're a little bit shy, don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, or you just don't want to talk this morning, you've talked enough this week and... You don't want to talk, but you still want your answer question your question answered. Uh, you can uh, do that by emailing questions at in the dot com. All right. Throughout today's show, we have some uh, topics that we're going to get to. I'm going to uh, chat about some projects that uh, that we are working on. Uh, we also have uh, some uh, some email questions that came in this week that I'll that I'll end up answering. But the best part of this show, let's face it, it is not me. Uh, it is you, our great WOKV listener. And we'd love to chat with you live this morning and and uh, answer any home improvement questions uh, that you have. Um, what's been going on in my world is uh, that we are um, you know still dealing uh, with a lot of uh, storm recovery stuff. There's still a lot of people who have uh, storm damage, and and on um, uh, the roofing side of my business, we've we've been focusing a lot on that. You know, I'm I'm finding more and more people where. Um, you know the insurance you know they they uh, received some wind damage uh, through irma or or even sometimes matthew uh, uh, or they had a hailstorm come through their their area and you know they had their insurance company come out and take a look at it insurance uh, comes out and says there's no damage, or the insurance says, oh, it's just a minor repair, it's just a couple missing shingles, and, um, uh, and you know, we get out there and take a look at it, and, and uh, many times they're right, uh, many, uh, many times it is just a couple missing shingles, uh, and sometimes that is repairable, meaning that we can separate one shingle from another and, uh, and actually repair it, and it's a minor repair, uh, but there's other times where what looks minor uh, is actually more major, And uh, we've been dealing with a bunch of them where uh, the insurance company says, hey, this is just a minor repair. We go out there and there's far more damage uh, than what it is that you could visibly see from the ground. And not only are there a couple missing shingles, but there's a a bunch of uh, other damaged uh, shingles. Uh, around the house uh, that uh, that need to be fixed as well and the only solution uh, would be to replace the roof there's also a a, a rule here uh, a repairability rule that talks about in uh, people call it the 25% rule about whether or not you can repair or replace more than 25% of a roof without bringing it up to the uh, to the existing code and and um, so there's been a bunch of times where we have been involved where the insurance company originally said no or originally said, oh, it's just a minor repair and it's less than your deductible, and we've been able to, um, you know, prove that. It's more than that and that the roof needs to be replaced. And so I can tell you about hundreds of stories uh, where uh, the insurance company said it was minor and uh, where we got involved, and sure enough, it was uh, entire replacement that needed to be done. Now, there's a bunch of other cases. There's hundreds of cases, too, uh, where uh, where the insurance company's right. So I don't know how to know that without looking at it, but I can tell you that we are experts in doing it. And so if you want to call my office, uh, Universal Roof and Contracting, 4950, Nine four eight Again, 495-0948. Of course, area code 904, uh, website universalroof.com. And uh, I do have uh, people at the office now that t- can take your call and set up a time for one of my estimators to come out and take a look at it. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to James. Uh, James, you are in the house. How can I help you?
2: Yes, sir. I'm calling from Ocean Way. I live in Eagle's Hammock in one of the cookie-cutter houses from the mm-hmm. 2005 era.
1: Yep. Uh, I'm having
2: problems with the stucco really starting to crack, and I just don't think the quality was put into it. I'm, I am would like to know, I mean, do you think it would be worthwhile just kind of patching in the cracks? Or I'm really thinking about switching over to hardy
1: board. Sure. Sure. Um. So let's, you know, let's talk about stucco. So we have seen uh, a tremendous amount of stucco issues and stucco defect cases. And and we're going to look at stucco in two different ways. One is, is that when it's over a block home, and then the other when it's over a wood frame construction. I love stucco over wood, over uh, a block. Uh, It's a a great option. Um, uh, Usually we find there's no issues with it. Um, but when stucco is over wood frame, uh, the method and the process is completely different. And so when, when stucco is over wood frame, it is not waterproof by itself. What happens is, is there's, uh, plywood or sheathing, there's, uh, a secondary water barrier, then there is paper, then there is lath, and then there's expansion joints and flashings and, and, and all kinds of things. And so what, one of the major mistakes that I see happen is that the the flashing pieces are not done correctly or it doesn't have a secondary water barrier, or there's what's called a drainage plane, meaning that when the water gets behind the stucco, there's got to be an area for that water to be able to come out. And so around windows or around edges or around expansion joints, if there's not a weep screed there not an area for the water to be able to weep out, then that water actually gets stuck behind there, and it causes cracking issues. Um, uh, and then also, if the mixture isn't right, like they're do- mixing the the sand and uh, and cementous material on site, and they they use too much water, not enough water, then there can be issues with the blend of the stucco. And so we are just seeing throughout the state uh, a bunch of stucco issues and a bunch of stucco cracking issues. Uh, in fact, I'm I, uh, my business um we we have a commercial division where I work throughout the state and uh, last year we signed 12 million dollars in contracts throughout the state of Florida uh, in removing bad stucco and replacing it so uh, it's a it's a huge problem uh, throughout the throughout the state now whether yours is bad I you know I don't know I haven't seen it but but it is a it is a major issue so um uh, so I personally, most of those projects where there is stucco issues, we are removing the stucco and going back with hardy. Stucco over block is awesome. Stucco over wood frame is very, very difficult to be right. And so there's just so many things that can go wrong. And so because of that, I personally am, am a bigger fan over of hardy board, uh, you know, siding, uh, on wood frame homes as opposed to stucco.
2: All right. I appreciate you.
1: Yep. Now here's a couple things about, uh, you know about if you're going to do that um one uh, i have seen people say you know what i'm just going to go over the top of the stucco uh with the with the hardy that doesn't work so uh so you would have to remove the existing stucco all the way down to the sheathing and then do you know remove you know cuz there's lath and all kinds of stuff back there and and so it's a major project i mean it's you know it's not a minor Thing and so, um, you, you definitely don't want to go over the top of the existing stucco, the stucco needs to come all the way off. And, um, if you send me f- some photos um you know to the questions at unit at, at in the house show.com then i can tell you whether i think it's a major issue or a minor issue uh if it's minor if you just have some hairline cracks and the rest of the stucco is fine i'm not saying that you you know that you demolish your home just because you have a couple minor cracks uh, uh these cases that i was talking about where we're removing stucco and and going with siding these are our major failure areas and so um so you know I, you don't Throw the baby out with the bathwater. If it's just a couple minor cracks, that's going to happen. You know, minor cracks are going to happen with any cementous material. And uh, so, if it's minor, I wouldn't recommend going to the expense of tens of thousands of dollars to resize your house. But if it's if it's major, then I you know then I may.
2: All right, I appreciate. It. What was the email address one more time?
1: Yep, it's questions at inthehouseshow Now how. Better. How big are are those cracks that you're noticing? Uh,
2: Well, what I've noticed so far, it's mainly hairline cracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've noticed a bigger crack in the actual pillar itself, but the pillar's not really leading into the inside of the house. But there's hairline cracks everywhere, and it was mentioned to me by a painter. He says if you get a good elastomer paint, exterior paint, and go over that, you should be fine with that.
1: Yeah, so, so what we look at, you know, understand that, a, you know, any sort of crack is, you know, is an opening, right? And that will allow water to come in. Now, theoretically, it, it, I assume this is over wood frame, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, I, I, when you said where you lived, I... I I was pretty confident that it was, but, you know, I went down a path that assumed that it was wood frame, but I never actually confirmed that. So, so yeah, so when it is over wood frame, um, there is a secondary water barrier behind that, or at least there's supposed to be. In the you know, mid-2000s, it was a, a, a code requirement for there to be a secondary water barrier. So we assume that there is. So theoretically, even in a, a small hairline crack, if the water does get through, theoretically there's supposed to be a secondary water barrier which would stop the water from coming inside the home but you still want to seal that crack and so uh, there's um, uh, an elastomeric paint the idea with that is that it's more flexible uh, and that it will fill in those openings so some hairline the elastomeric paint will fill those in sometimes you do have to use some caulking or sealants first um, and um, uh, and you know patching compounds but if you just you know if you take a photo of those cracks and then you go down to your local paint store wherever you're going to buy your paint and let them know what you're going over then they would recommend the method with their specific paint as to what product uh, they would recommend using to fill those cracks all right thank you very much all right thanks james appreciate your call all right that music means we need to take a break we've got uh, justice on the phone with a question uh, there's a line open for you 340-1045. again 340-1045. You are listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now, my job is to answer them, but you gotta ask me first. Number here three four zero one zero four five. Again three four zero one zero four five. I'm a licensed general contractor and roofing contractor. I have a couple other licenses as well, but uh, I can answer most home improvement questions. Uh, if I know, I will answer it. If I don't know, I'll tell you that I don't know. But I've owned a home improvement uh, and construction company for about 25 years now, uh, doing all types of home improvement and construction. Uh, we primarily uh, focus here uh, on roofing, siding, and windows uh, for my residential division. I do have a commercial division that works throughout the state where we do all types of uh, stuff. But uh, here in uh, Jacksonville, I primarily focus on roofing, siding, and windows for uh, for our residential uh, customers. All right, let's go straight to the phones and talk to Justice. Justice, you're in the house. Go ahead. Hey,
3: good morning. How are you, there?
1: Pretty fantastic. Thanks. How you doing, Justice?
3: i'm doing great i'm actually located out of jacksonville so i get to hear your show there anyway long story short about seven years ago in a little place called live oak florida which is down the road um they built an apartment complex and anyway i talked my grandparents into moving there and sold the farm maybe you know they're getting older yada 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 one thing leads to another um when they built the apartment i've never heard of this but Uh, we had, there was a actual manager there because we kept having problems like around the baseboard. I would see wood every time I would go over there, like little chippings of wood. Mm -hmm. They, uh, the the manager told me they never treated it for termites. And so every time I go home to my grandmothers, there's always wood around the baseboards and now there's black ants and also, um, I'm very worried and concerned about that because she's on the bottom level, um, but just show you, I mean, I think they did it as a cheap way to hurry up, you know, get it built. But at the same time, I'm worried that, you know, God forbid it falls in or something like that, or you know, what should I be concerned with, or what can I do?
1: Sure. Now, do they do they own the home? Is it a condo it's or a, it's or it's an apartment complex? It's an apartment. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the odds. So, do you know when the when the building was constructed?
3: Uh, back. Eight years ago. Okay. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, they would have done termite prevention of some sort, termite treatment of some sort. I mean, there is – I can't imagine that the the building officials and the building department would have, you know, missed the fact about whether or not they did termite treatment. It's just part of the ground protection process, and and so chances are it was treated for termites. Now – uh, it would be very strange that a property built 8 years ago would not have termite protection or termite treatment of some sort so but that doesn't mean just because it originally had you know some sort of termite treatment during the construction process that doesn't mean that it's not going to get termites i mean if it's wood in florida the odds of it getting termites are you know at some point in its life are pretty good um so what we look at most is we look at moisture. Uh termites uh like wood and they like moisture and when those two things come together uh then you know, then it's always going to be worse. And so um so the thing that I would be concerned about there is in step number 1 would be stopping the source of the moisture. And so obviously if they own the property it's different than you know then um then you know them you know renting it. If if they are highly concerned, like or if you're highly concerned that you think that there's some sort of structural issue here that would cause a problem, uh, there's nothing wrong with having an engineer or having a contractor go take a look at it and see what they think, uh, just to see if it's minor. Chances are it is minor, um, but if there is moisture that's coming in, you know you'll you'll want to stop that moisture because it's not only the termite issue, but it's also you know mold and 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 you know mold issues as well and so um so it, you know just to make sure that you feel comfortable it might be a good idea to have a contractor or uh, engineer uh, go over to take a look at it chances are you could hire somebody for a few hundred bucks to to do that um uh, just to give you a little bit of uh you know safety to make sure that you know that your you know that your grandmother's going to be okay
4: yeah,
3: and the other thing I would like to point out, now being it's an apartment, we don't own it or nothing like that, you know, a right. condo, paying on it, it's just a rent. Would I try to find an actual general contractor? or Would I go to a building? reason being is they've took so many shortcuts. So I'm going to give yeah. you, you know, two examples real quick. Would be- well, hold on one Thank
1: second. Uh, got to go to a hard break here, so hold on, Justice, and we'll, we'll continue this chat after the break. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKB
0: helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, in the house with Jared on News 1045 WOKV.
1: Hey, welcome back. That's right. In the house, your home improvement questions are answered right here right now. Give us a call 340-1045 again 340-1045 or you can also email me a question, uh, do that questions. Uh, at inhouseshow.com again. Questions at inthehouseshow.com. Also, same place uh, it'll go. Questions at universalroof.com uh, goes to the same place, uh, which is me. Uh, it'll go directly to me, and I'll answer that question live on the air. All right. Before the break, we were talking to Justice. Uh, Justice uh, has a grandmother who lives in an apartment. Uh, he's concerned about uh, potential termites and um, uh, and the safety of his grandmother. And so we run at ran out of time uh, in the last segment, Justice. So uh, thanks for holding on through that news break. Welcome back to the show.
3: Thank you, sir. Like I was saying earlier, you know that that was my concern, seeing the fresh wood chips and all that. Um, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a quick reference of the shortcuts I've seen. They actually went in last year and they had some broken concrete. They overlaid. About three inches of broken concrete on top of concrete, and so now you can actually feel it when you walk on it. It feels like mush. And then they went and put a gutter system in finally, but then they didn't put anything to the gutter system. So I personally dug a trench because all it was doing was sitting up next to the, you know, the apartment. And so that entails this goes right up underneath your, uh, you know, your, uh, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry, I lost the word I was thinking of, but. I actually, like I said, I dug the trench to try to keep it away from the, you know, uh, the apartment itself, and I'm just, it's just been kind of a shocker of how many, you know, cuts they took. So yeah. when I heard, you know, a long time ago, that's the reason why it didn't faze me about the uh, taking that shortcut. But um, mm-hmm. to see fresh wood chips, I'm pretty sure that would probably bother anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying to, um, you know, I wouldn't make too big of a deal out of it. But at the same time, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't gloss over it. And, you know, obviously, anytime you're concerned about the safety of your grandmother, you should pursue whatever you think uh, needs to be pursued. The um, When it comes to this, the safety of, you know, it structurally caving in on her, uh, it would take a pretty extreme process for that to happen i mean like for example we're we're in the process of in my commercial division we're rebuilding a um a um some uh, condos in, um, in in Orlando uh, that were built incorrectly. They were uh, th- really what it was is the the structural portion of the staircases were not um, uh, were not built structurally sound, and so the places have been condemned, and we uh, we have been hired to go in and and you know redo you know a lot of those structures, and so that was some of the worst construction that I have seen. Uh, when it comes to you know multifamily uh, properties, and even those, there were a bunch of signs. It, they never actually caved in on themselves, and there were a bunch of signs of it before it actually occurred. And so, I, I just want you to sleep a little bit better. I don't want you to stay up at night thinking that this is going to cave in on her. There would be signs of it first, meaning that there would be cracking along the outer edge. There would be, you know, shifting. You would have noticeable huge cracks in the ceiling up above, and and so I don't want you to stay up at night thinking that you know that that your the upsize upstairs neighbor of your grandmother is going to end up laying on your grandmother's Uh, bed at that night so um but at the same time (laughs) go ahead
3: Uh, you had mentioned hiring a contractor now in a case like that being like i asked you and we had to take a break but um being you don't own it do i call the contractor or would i call out the actual building inspector
1: well, the building inspectors are going to inspect new stuff. The, I mean, the building officials are going to, you know, if you have a permit, they're going to inspect on the permit. So so here you don't have a permit. So it wouldn't be appropriate. The building officials aren't going to be able to do anything because it was constructed eight years ago. So you should hire an independent person, somebody, either a contractor or a consultant or an engineer, that would come out and give their opinion as to whether or not there's a, a major problem here. Um, and the reason why I would say you would hire them, if you just call, you know, the the you know the phone book and ask a contractor to come out, you can't hire them to do anything, right? Because it's not your property and it's not your grandmother's property. And so, because of that, you would just have to pay some sort of consultant to get an opinion. Um,
3: okay. And then after is, that, it, what would you do? Let's say they found something majorly wrong.
1: Then at that point, your option, because she doesn't own it, would be to move. So oh, okay. you know, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like you can do the work. I mean, you don't own the property, so you can't perform work on a property that you don't own. I mean, you can put the owners on notice and, and see if they would make any changes to it. But if not, then I would be, you know, looking for a way to to have my grandmother in a place that's safe.
3: Thank you very much for your uh, definite input. That helped me a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Bro. Thanks, brother. Sorry you're going through that. And, and let us know if there's anything else we can do. All right, man. Thanks. All right, let's go to Peter in Mandarin. Peter, you're in the house. How can I help you?
4: Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, Thank you for taking my call this morning. I've no got a, I've got a stucco home on stick as well in the Julington Creek area, and I've got this sort of foam arches that are painted over top of the stucco, mm-hmm. and I'm getting I'm getting a crack in those as well. And I'm wondering whether or not I could sand that foam material. I think it's royal foam. Whether or not I could sand that material down, or if I have to replace it altogether.
1: Sure. Now the crack that's forming, usually they have a seam. You know, there's you know the two pieces of foam come together, and then there's a seam that they end up, you know, stuccoing over that seam. Is it at the seam or is it just in the stucco in the the foam itself?
4: It's in the foam itself.
1: Okay. So, um, and how large is the crack?
4: Um, The it's it's like an archway thing, so it's probably. Um, it's it's an up and down so um, uh, vertical. It's probably like uh, five inches, and then the, the diameter of it's probably you know maybe uh, um, maybe two tenths of an inch. But it, it's separated so that it's not level anymore. So the yeah. surface isn't level. Like the foam isn't a level where I could just put some um, stucco over top of it and smooth it over. So it's not allowing me to do that. Yeah.
1: So, um, so yeah. I mean, the thing about the the foam is one is is that it is a. Um, you know, it is an aesthetic piece, right? So, the theoretically, the way that it's supposed to work is that there should be a secondary water be- barrier behind that. There should be uh, additional stucco behind that. So, theoretically, if water gets behind uh, the foam, it still shouldn't come inside the home, right? It's an aesthetic measure. So, the the if if that is accurate, if they did behind it, right? Then, um, then we're not concerned from a waterproofing perspective. We're just concerned from an aesthetic Aesthetic perspective, and so then my answer from an aesthetic perspective is whatever it takes to make it look whatever version of right you're okay with uh, with it being like. There's my wife for an example is is an interior designer. I I'm a contractor, right? And so my version of aesthetically okay is different than my wife's version of aesthetically okay, right? And so my wife thinks that. it has to be perfection uh, when it comes to the look. And I'm more of as long as it's working fine and if it looks pretty good, I'm fine with it. So so you you just got to decide from an aesthetic perspective which one you're okay with. If you can patch it and it aesthetically look to your satisfaction, then that's fine. Otherwise, you should be able to get a, a replacement um, – a, a, you know it's foam, and so uh, you should be able to get a replacement one. Um, a lot of times, there's standard ones that are used, and then if there are custom, there are foam companies that you can uh, get custom pieces uh, made from. Um, and I and I uh, I may have a a number of a company uh, close to you who may do that. If you email me, I can give you uh, I can give you the name of a of a company that does that. Um, it's, it's go ahead.
4: The crack in the foam is right right over the garage, um, the top of the garage, but the garage is framed itself in the foam, so it's
1: mm-hmm.
4: right in the center of the garage, sort of, right on the top portion of the foam.
1: Okay. Yeah, so if water then is, is coming behind that foam, I would want to stop that as well. And so, um, you know, whatever sealants or, or waterproofing that you would want to put across there, I would want to stop the water from coming in. So um, if you text me or send me a photo of it as well, um, uh, you know, to questions at inthehouseshow.com, uh, then I can I can tell you whether or not I'm more concerned about it. But most of the time in dealing with a foam, when uh, you, whenever you remove it or do any work with it, you're going to have to replace it. The odds of the foam being able to be detached and reset or modified without replacing it is not very likely. And me personally. I'm not a big fan of foam on the outside of the house. It's just not a durable material. So I wouldn't, I personally, at my house, I wouldn't have foam on the outside. There are many times where I recommend people get rid of the foam and go either with a regular stucco band or go with a hardy uh, band, something more durable than foam. So I, I just personally am not a big fan. It so. looks like they
4: stuccoed over the top of the foam.
1: Yes, that is that would be most of the time what they do.
4: Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Well, well thank you very much for your help.
1: Yep, no problem. Thanks, bud. Appreciate your call. All right, that music means we gotta take a break. It's the last break of the day. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. It's gonna be the final segment. Last chance to call with your home improvement questions. If you've been listening, you wanna ask me a question, you gotta call right now if you wanna ask me. It's uh three four oh one oh four five. You're listening in the house. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House show. Give us a call, 340-1045, with your home improvement questions. Uh, if you want an estimate uh, to replace your roof siding or windows, call Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, 495-0948. Also, if you're thinking about replacing your windows or doors, Renewal by Anderson, a great company, uh, and uh, they... Uh, our um, window and door replacement two 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 eight zero six four again two 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 eight zero six four. All right, so go to the phones. Let's talk to Rick in Amelia Island. Rick, you're in the house. How can we help you?
5: How are you? Good. Uh, How you I've doing, a, man? I've got a question. I our home is um, was built in 1960, mm-hmm. and it uh, is built up off the ground. Of course, uh, has uh, floor joists and. The floor in the center of the home is starting to sag, and I had someone look at it. And the uh, I guess the panes running across, uh, uh, you know, the floor. One of them has cracked.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: So what's uh, what's the best route to go to get that fixed?
1: Sure. So most of the time, if you have a single floor joist that is that is cracked for some reason, then usually what's going to happen is, is that you're going to um, go underneath, uh, uh, jack up that area so that that way it's uh, at the right level. Uh, And then um, uh, you're going to sister a new support next to that one on both sides. And then anchor it, uh, usually twice the distance as to where the, where the break is. So let's say that there's a break in the center of it. You're gonna take, you're gonna jack it up, put a new support right next to it on both sides, and then do anchor bolts, uh, all the way down to give it additional strength. And then also, uh, typically, you usually take that to whatever the next cross support is. And then right. anchor it to the next cross support. So you're basically sharing that load uh, on that one beam to the beams around it. So that's okay. usually what you're what you're going to do.
5: Okay. Okay. It's, it's uh, so I would just want to contact uh, someone in the area that uh, uh, specializes in that or. Uh, would uh, contact uh, any general contractor who who would be a,
1: a good uh, a fit to? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. it's a pretty it's a pretty minor thing. It, it's not a huge amount of skill uh, that it takes. It's not like you know it's, it, it has to be somebody that specializes in um, uh, in sub floors. And so, in really, most general contractors would be able to to handle that. Obviously, it's not a big project, so you know, if you have a general contractor who you know builds custom homes, you know, chances are he's not gonna you know come over and do it. So you know, you're looking at a you know at a you know a mid level. Contractor, typically that would be doing it, but any general contractor, you know, you can start asking friends and neighbors and and see if they have somebody that could that could do it. It's not a, um, uh, you know, again, it's not a huge project. It's not like you're, you know, remodeling your entire home. You're just, you know, fixing a floor joist. So it's pretty common. So, right. um, so yeah, any general contractor should be fine.
5: Okay. All right. Well, well I appreciate your help. All
1: right. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Uh, no problem at all. All right, let's talk to Mary. Mary, we've only got a couple minutes, but how can I help you?
6: Okay, I'll try to be quick. Uh, I own a townhome, and the roof, and I'm responsible for the roof, a simple Mm -hmm. fee, you know, a townhome. And I just found out that the uh, underlayment was installed, was not installed properly, and uh, the roofs are leaking very bad. Mm-hmm. So do I have any recall on the uh contractors that put it in? I wasn't responsible for it but
1: so um so how old is the roof
6: The roof is um uh it was in ninety two when it originally built ninety two but the the uh contractor not contractor but the owners or whatever did not uh give it out to us till like um ninety five
1: Okay. Now, is it the original roof from 1992? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's no way, I mean, it's 20 years ago. So, um, so you know, th- there would be no going back to the contractor at this point. I mean, it's 20 years old. Um, I'm sorry, it's, yeah, it's more than that, One, actually. Uh, 2002. Uh, it's 26. It's, okay, oh, okay. It's, so,
6: it's 2002.
1: 2002, okay. Well, uh, even still, at 16 years old. Um, so uh, so uh, is it a shingle roof or tile roof?
6: Tile roof.
1: Tile roof, okay. So the, the underlayment requirements in 2002 are different than the underlayment requirements in 2018. Uh, so it, it, with tile, understand that there's what's called a secondary water barrier or there's an underlayment system underneath of it where it's a um, – the tile keeps out about 85 to 90% of the water, and then there's an underlayment system that keeps out the rest. So the underlayment system on a tile roof plays a much more critical role than it does with just a shingle roof. And so um, have you gotten quotes? Is, is, are they uh, are they saying that it's just a, a minor repair, or, or is no, it, no. does it look like complete it's going to be a
6: complete replacement? Because they just laid the underlayment right over the little um, slat things.
1: Okay. And then do you know who – don't say the name, but do you know who installed the roof in, in 2002? I do. Have you contacted them?
6: No, I haven't. I, did, I didn't know what to do. So
1: we I mean, I would.
6: They're still in business.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I would contact them and see what they say. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that here's what I find with me, is that if I do something wrong, I don't care how long it is, if I do something wrong, I'm going to take care of it, right? And so um, so I would at least have a conversation with them, see if they, they do anything. If not, uh, if you want a second opinion, call my office, um, Universal Roofing Contracting, four nine five zero nine four eight. With that music means, we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much to, uh, to everybody for listening. If you want to estimate on a new roof or roof repair, uh, Universal Roof and Contracting, 495-0948, website, universalroof.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate it. God bless. Take care. See you.
3: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.